business, marketing is a critical activity that can directly impact growth and profit. Yet with so many options available today, how can you choose the right marketing program for your business? Welcome to I Think I Need Marketing with Bonnie Taylor. If you're looking to better understand marketing, then you've stopped by the right show. Now here is your host, Bonnie Taylor. Hello and welcome to I Think I Need Marketing. I am your host, Bonnie Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're new to my show, let me take this opportunity to explain why I'm here. I'm on a mission. I want to make marketing a critical part of business, but often a confusing and expensive process for many business owners and executives. I want to make it something that's approachable, a business activity that you understand and armed with this knowledge can then apply to your own marketing programs and really help grow out your business. Nothing could be simpler, right? Well, no. <laughs> so instead of trying to cram everything in at once, I'm breaking marketing down into the basics and into simple steps that you can then apply to your own program. Today's topic falls right within my plan. It's about choosing the right marketing tools for your business, building out your toolbox so that you can reach your buyers, tackle your marketplace, and fend off any competitors all through marketing. Yeah, easy topic today. (laughs) So helping me in this quest is my special guest, Chris Schultenover. He is with Stratage 360, and he'll be joining us a little bit later on in the show. But before Chris joins us, what do I mean by a marketing tool? It's a term that could mean just about anything. But for the purposes of our episode today and in your own marketing program, I want you to think of a marketing tool as any kind of action or communication vehicle or engagement device or engagement activity where you are connecting with your buying audience, where you are putting your message out into the marketplace, where you are branding your own business and your brand, all of those little actions, all of those little activities start with a decision. And that decision is which tool or tools will you choose to build out your marketing program? Other marketers may refer to marketing tools as different things, which is fine. I like to use the word tool because it gives that sense of action, gives that sense of using something to reach an end goal or using something in a project sense. And that's what these are. These are employed action activities. <laughs> a little, little bit uh, wordy there, but basically that's what they are. You may have some marketing tools in place already. It could be your website. It could be your social media program. It could be SEO, search engine optimization. It could be video series or advertisements. Today's businesses have so many options available to them. There are so many tools out there. Think of the range. It's anything from a flyer all the way through to artificial intelligence. Just so many things in between. What's nice is that the process for choosing these tools is always the same. Like, that's great. Wonderful. That's knowledge I can't use. (laughs) Tell me the process. All right, here it is. There are a few steps you have to go through when evaluating and reviewing any marketing tool and then taking those marketing tools to build out whatever it may be, your program overall or individual campaign uh, tools. First, you need to know your budget. 
we're airing shortly after the Super Bowl, where ads run in the millions of dollars just for the spot, and then millions of dollars in production, many, many more millions in production. That's out of reach for most businesses. And really, it would be kind of pointless for most businesses to have a Super Bowl ad. It's something that you have to consider when you're looking at a tool. Okay, can I throw all of the money I have available on one big splash? Or is it smarter to scale back a little bit and look at different tools and go through and pick and choose and throughout the year? Well, that's something you're going to have to determine. Having said that, there are very few successful marketing programs that use a single marketing tool. You might be able to get away with it if you're in a very small marketplace or if you're trying to target a specific industry and everybody collects in one area or in one or reads one magazine, uh, you might be able to get away with it. But usually marketers try to go with something called multi-channel, which means just selecting different tools. This offers you the opportunity to reach your buying audience on a broader level. Why is this important? Well, estimates are that we see up to 5,000 ads per day. We are exposed to so many different brands and brand messages and campaigns and different things. Our brains are overloaded with advertisements. I wish that was the only problem. The other thing is that everybody is just so busy. We are always moving around and and looking at our smartphones, looking at our computers, looking at this, looking at this, always moving, 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 and are distracted. What does this mean for your marketing program? It means that it's harder to reach them. It's harder to get through to them. And if you're only working off of a single marketing tool, if you've put all of your eggs in one basket, all of your budget toward that one tool, you're going to have a little bit of trouble. I wish I had better news on that front. But let's get back to the to our list. So we've started with the first one, which is, of course, making sure that you have assigned budget or have looked at your budget before choosing a marketing tool. Second one is to look at your marketplace. At this point, you should already know your marketplace, including your buying audience, your buyers. You've profiled them. It's in your marketing strategy. I've mentioned your marketing strategy before, but it really does bear repeating because it is critical to your business to have a plan to know who you're trying to target, know where you're going, what you're trying to achieve within a marketplace, know your competition, and have a really good understanding of your own goals and what you can do to reach those goals within marketing. Through my firm, CCS Innovations, I work on strategies all the time, almost every day. It's just a part of my my daily life, part of my career. I love working on them because taking somebody's problem, challenge, goal, even if it's just a startup issue, trying to find a path for them to grow is just such a wonderful puzzle. And I I love building them out. This is not something that can be done on a single page. Uh, I, I hate to burst your bubble. You're gonna have to put a little effort into this because checking a few boxes or filling in a few blanks is not going to get you there. This is a big project and it deserves 
your attention. If you have a plan in place and it's just something that you pulled a form off the internet or, or found from somebody, um, do yourself a favor and really put in the effort to flesh out your marketplace, flesh out your your buying audience and go through the steps. My strategies are quite large, uh, <laughs> many, many, many pages. Um, and they they are really, really robust because they, they give all of that detail. They give the information that you need. It's not a simple one-page process. Anyway, you've already gone through all of those activities, and you know who your marketplace is. You know who your buying audience is. You know who you're trying to reach, where they're located, uh, what paths would be best as far as they congregate in memberships or they are all within a geographic range or you can find them because if you profile a certain type of person, I think I gave an example earlier of a um, in an earlier episode of a marathon runner on the East Coast of the United States. It's a little easier once you've broken it down to find them. And then once you've found them, then you can start looking at marketing tools that work within that marketplace that will reach that buying audience. That's why marketplace with buying audience is number two, which brings us to number three on my process list, which is branding. Your tools, the tools that you pick should be a fit with your brand, with your brand image and your brand culture. This one can be a little tricky. And I mean this because it's sometimes a little difficult to figure out if a tool is a fit with your own culture. Sometimes it is really obvious. And I'll give you a good example. If your brand culture does not specifically mention some kind of activist or political agenda, then advertising in a political publication, for instance, is, well, to put it bluntly, a bad idea you're going to end up alienating a percentage of your buying audience or a potential buying audience. It's just, it's going to happen. If you're taking a side, if you're taking a stand, or if you're taking a uh, a, a mission statement against another in any way, shape, or form, it better be part of your brand. Politics is an easy example. Just as a general rule, avoid anything that could be polarizing. Avoid unless it's part of your brand. The last item on my how to choose a marketing tool process list is not always achievable. It's a goal. It's an ideal situation, but it's not always possible. And maybe it's a situation that you don't want to avoid. Uh, I'm talking specifically on going where your competition isn't. In a sense, um, looking for marketing tools where you won't have competition, where you will be able to stand out a little bit more. It's it's lovely. <laughs> it would be fantastic, but it's just not always possible, particularly in industry situations. If you've ever, let's say, flipped through an industry magazine and just seen same after same after same of the same type of products or businesses, or watching TV today. How many times do we see an insurance commercial? How many different insurance commercials do we see within the same brand? They're all trying over and over again to catch our attention, but it's annoying. (laughs) It's just like, okay, I get it. You want to sell me insurance. How many within the same TV show will I have to see? It's frustrating as a buyer to be hit constantly by various companies selling the same thing or very similar items. 
But from a marketing standpoint, it's a real challenge. How can you stand out when your competition is all around you, when you feel like you're just kind of swimming with everybody else? And as you've noticed in the insurance examples, they've all taken a slightly different approach. Some of them have been very serious. Most of them have been funny. (laughs) Some have used brand spokespersons like Flo from Progressive or the Gecko from Geico. These are deliberate actions to help you remember the brand and help them stand out when they have so much competition all around them. You can do the same thing. You may not need to go as far as developing a brand spokesperson, but you want to do something different in your message, in your approach, something unique that helps your business stand out from all the others. Choosing tools also is a reflection of where you are within your own business's life cycle. That's why number five is knowing your business. Um, Are you a startup company? Are you one that has been in business for 20 years and is a well-known brand? Are you looking to expand in a different market, but you still need to maintain where you are now? These will all factor into what tools you choose. Can you piggyback off of what you already have in place? Or if you're a startup, you're going to have to start with everything from scratch. You have to build out your entire program. Your business's stage is a contributing factor to what tools you will choose. To recap on my how to choose a marketing tool process, (laughs) first, look at your budget. Second, look at your marketplace, which includes, of course, your buyers. Third, look at your brand to make sure it's a fit. Fourth, see if there's any competition there or if you can avoid your competition. And fifth, what stage of life are you in That will determine what tools you choose. Which brings us back to the tools themselves. I wish we had enough time today to go through every single tool out there, but there are so many of them, and some really do deserve individual attention. Therefore, what I'm going to do is pick different ones for individual episodes. So in the future, you may hear of a social media episode or an SEO episode or a website episode or direct mail episode, advertising episode. And I'll bring in experts who can help us go through the details of each one of those tools. So stay tuned for those future episodes. For today, however, what I'd like to do is give you my classification system for the different types of tools that are out there. I like to use these to help me at a you know a quick glance. Okay, this is where I can use this tool. But also to help me budget because it's really important to get the basics down, what we really need in that marketing program first, and then work on the add-ons. I have three classifications that I use. The first, infrastructure tools. Second, maintenance tools. And the third, campaign tools. They can all overlap. These are all things that you can pick and choose and pull from each other and have them all work together. But it's easy for me to just break them out this way. Let's start with infrastructure tools. These typically have a longer shelf life. These are seen by a lot of people over a longer period of time. They will be in your marketing program for a while. So you want to really put some time into them, make them professional looking, make sure that they're something that really is on brand and reflective of your business. A good example is your website. It's available 24-7 to people worldwide. Today's buying culture, people go to websites first. So your buyers are going to check out your website before making a purchase or before hiring you. They're also going to go to your website to look for information. And if it's e-commerce, they're going to shop there. So it's really important to make sure these are right. 
Another example would be, let's say, like a truck wrap. If you have a fleet of trucks out there and you want to brand them and send them out on their deliveries, that's an infrastructure tool. It could be the decor in your restaurant. That's an infrastructure tool, something you're not going to change as frequently. After you have your infrastructure tools in place, you're going to go on to, let's say, maintenance tools. Maintenance tools are tools that you are going to use to continuously push your message. They are typically something that's on a schedule. Um, Let's say like a newsletter. You send it out once a month. People can expect it. They can rely on it. It's just keeping your message out, keeping your brand out there, maintaining that connection. It could be a membership club where people can buy in to your brand and connect with you that way. There's a lot of ways that you can maintain your brand. Working with maintenance, working with infrastructure are your campaign tools. And these usually have a specific task. Let's say you have a sale coming up or you want to announce a new location or you have some sort of event. These types of uh, campaign tools can help you spread that message by X date. They're usually very easy to track. You can add something to it that they can come back and bring in a coupon or they can bring in a message to you. And you'll know and say, oh, that was part of that campaign. There's a continued theme throughout the campaign, uh, something that's a continuous message, no matter what tool you choose, you can put it over a set period of time. Again, there's going to be some sort of overlap. You're going to announce a campaign or announce, let's say you have a sale coming up probably on your website or in your social media channels. You are going to maintain your brand and maintain your message. So whatever your tagline is, whatever you're trying to continuously sell, if you have products or, or whatever, you're going to continuously push that out to your, that message out to your buyers, even in campaigns. So your tagline is still going to be there. If you are uh, trying to develop a new business or trying to develop a new service, you're going to start with some infrastructure tools, but they can rely on what you've had in the past. So if you're opening up a new office, for instance, you can still pull from what you've had in the past from those original infrastructure tools. So you can see how they all overlap. The process to developing each one of these tools, again, is the same no matter what. You're still going to go through those five steps. We'll continue our marketing tools discussion after the break. And later on, Chris Schultenover will join us as a special guest. You are listening to I Think I Need Marketing. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking to grow your business in 2019? You need CCS Innovations. We're an award-winning strategic marketing and design firm working with clients worldwide on achieving their business goals. Whether yours is a startup company or a multinational corporation, our experienced marketing team can help set you on the right path. Our services range from high-level strategies and branding programs to projects such as campaigns and websites. Need more than a single project? We can become your own outsourced marketing department. 2019 marks CCS Innovation's 10th anniversary. And to celebrate, we're offering I Think I Need Marketing listeners a 10% discount on all new projects started this year. Mention the show when you contact us. Start growing your business today by giving us a call at 703-988-7189 or visit us online at ccsinnovations.com, ccsinnovations.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to I Think I Need Marketing. If you have a question or comment for host Bonnie Taylor, please send an email to bonnieradio at ithinkineed.com. That's bonnieradio at ithinkineed.com. Now back to I Think I Need Marketing. Welcome back to I Think I Need Marketing. If you're just joining us, today I'm discussing marketing tools and the process by which you can choose your own tools and flesh out your own marketing program. Before we took our break, I went through my own five steps to developing that decision-making process. These are the five things that will influence what marketing tools you choose and use in your program. The first is budget. The second, marketplace and buyer profiles. Third is your own brand. The fourth, trying to avoid the competition whenever possible. If it's not possible, figuring out a way to stand out next to heavy competition. And the fifth is the stage of life your business will find itself if it's a startup versus uh, one that's been in business for 20 years. All of these things played into our decision-making process and what tools would be a best fit. Once we understand the process, it's often helpful to take each one of the marketing tools and categorize it by the type or how you would use it. Uh, I do this mostly for budgeting purposes, so I know where I need to spend most of my money. I lump them into three different categories. The first is an infrastructure tool. If I'm a startup, this is very, very important because I will put most of my money toward infrastructure. I don't have anything, therefore I need to build out the entire program. The second is a maintenance type of tool. This is something that you would use on, let's say, a monthly basis, uh, a newsletter or direct mail or some kind of video conversation, anything that you would use to stay in front of your buyers, but on a, a regularly scheduled process. So something that they can rely on. They know when it's coming out or they know that there's going to be more information coming up in the future. The third is a campaign tool. And Yes, many of the campaign tools will be used in the first two categories, but you're specifically using this tool with an end goal, with a specific type of message in mind. Thinking through, let's say, like a sale. You have a sale coming up and you want to do a big splash, so you would send out multiple tools alerting people to this sale. Or if you have an event coming up, if it's a big event, you want to give everybody notice, and then you want to follow up with them afterward. That's a great marketing tool. And that's something that you would use in what we call a campaign because it all centers around that one event. So campaign tools typically have a beginning time frame and an end time frame. And usually they have some sort of tracking system attached to it. It could be as simple as a coupon code or as complex as uh, some kind of membership or something else, as some more involved tracking system. Regardless, those three categories combined become your marketing toolkit. What you choose and the exact mix of tools that you choose is known as the marketing mix. This is a great term because it's so suggestive of exactly what we're trying to accomplish. Bring in all these different tools and pull them together for one main mission, growing your business. 
Once you have the tools, you'll put them in a calendar, schedule them out so you know when everything happens. Having the marketing calendar will keep you and your team perfectly on track. It's nice to talk about all this stuff at the high level, but let me give you some examples of how this could work in real life. Let's start with a brand new company, a brand new business that is just opening its doors. It's going to be a retail establishment, let's say a retail store. Um, If we really want to paint this picture out, let's say it's a clothing store. And they're in a new market. They want to let everybody know they're here. Well, first thing they're going to do is they're going to create a website. So that's going to be tool number one. They've hired a professional. It looks great. It's everything that they want in a website. It tells all of the details, including how to reach them. It works on mobile. It looks slick. Step number one. Number two, they've already got their brand, so their brand is already established. What they want to do is they want to tell everybody that they're having a big sale, their grand opening sale. So they start looking through different marketing tools, different paths by which they can reach these people. And they decide, well, first we need to create our social media presence. So that's cool. They've got, um, let's say they start with Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat. And they pull together all these different channels and start putting up photos of their clothing pieces and pushing people, grand opening is going to happen. It's going to happen on May 14th, May 14th. And they start letting everybody know. Then they start sending out different direct mail pieces. Direct mail that goes to zip codes they've targeted as a 20-mile radius around their location with people who would shop for their clothes. So let's say it's males in their 20s to 30s. Direct mail postcards go out. Meantime, they started putting up a couple of signs. The signs are out in front of their location, but they also put out a billboard, a billboard that directs people back to the location. It's close enough that, hey, they could make a U-turn and get down there. They've secured Google Pay Click because their website is brand new, so getting up on those high search rankings is going to be a little difficult. So they did pay-per-click. So that's another form of advertising. They took out full-page ads in the big newspaper, and half-page ads in the smaller newspaper. All of this goes back to that May 14th grand opening date. In a couple of the newspaper ads, they put in one shopping code or a coupon somebody can clip and bring in for 30% off of one item. On social media, they put a different coupon code that says 25% off of two items with different code. At the end of this campaign, after May 14th, they have all this information. People showed up, and they have the the coupons that people used. They've got data from their website. They've got coupons from social media. They've received coupons from people who clipped them out of the newspaper. And, of course, I should have said the direct mail had a coupon as well, a different one. And they can see which one was most effective. So that campaign, they had their startup tools, the, the infrastructure tools that they put in place, And then because they wanted to create a campaign, they put all those in with some kind of tracking device that they could then take back and say, you know what, this one worked better than the others. Another scenario could be an ongoing business. Let's say a large consulting firm that's been in business, oh, 30, 50 years. It's been around for a long time. And they are known for putting out information. They are an information source within the industry. And so on the first and second of every month, they put out new infographics on data they've collected. They've collected a lot of data. They have a monthly newsletter 
You can subscribe to it. They have daily alerts, so something that changes within the industry. You can subscribe to that. Those are both email campaigns. They have social media, but um, I will say social media, it's hit or miss. It depends on your audience. It's not one of those that's universal. No tool is universal to everybody except for maybe the website. So they've got that. They've developed new brochures because their sales people go out and have meetings with professionals. So they have new brochures and sales decks that they can email. So these are like PowerPoint presentations that they can email out for online uh, online presentations. They offer webinars for people who are interested. So people can come in and do an online conference of sorts. They have all these different tools in place, but they're maintenance. They're not promoting anything new with an urgent date. It's not like they're saying, hey, come in for that May 14th sale. Instead, they're just maintaining. They are looking uh, to keep in front of their buyers so that when they do have something new, they can sneak it in to that daily news alert or they could sneak it into the email that they send out or announce it on a webinar, put it out on their website. All of these things are already in place because they've already developed their audience to the point where they rely on it and are looking for more information. These are how marketing tools come together and how that marketing mix works. It's really fascinating and it's something that will always change as your business grows. With both scenarios, there are situations where the business may have changed and may need to add on something new. It may have grown to the point where, you know what, we're going to open up a new office. We want to, or a new location, and we want to announce it, but we want to announce it in a more sophisticated way because we've grown, our audience has grown into a different type of buyer. And so instead, what we're going to do is we're now going to take out glossy full page ads and in this really nice high-end magazine, and it's going to be so nice, but it's more expensive. That's okay. The budget now allows for it. The company has grown, and it's now at that stage of business. Everything changes. Everything is going to be modified as your business morphs, as you grow, as you develop your marketing program. Just know that you're in for a ride, and depending on where you are, you may choose this tool over that tool. Just make sure that it follows those original five steps, those original five questions that you need to ask before you choose the marketing tool. When we come back, we're going to have Chris Schultenover. He will be here to talk about marketing tools. You are listening to I Think I Need Marketing. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking to grow your business in 2019? You need CCS Innovations. We're an award-winning strategic marketing and design firm working with clients worldwide on achieving their business goals. Whether yours is a startup company or a multinational corporation, our experienced marketing team can help set you on the right path. Our services range from high-level strategies and branding programs to projects such as campaigns and websites. Need more than a single project? We can become your own outsourced marketing department. 2019 marks CCS Innovation's 10th anniversary. And to celebrate, we're offering I Think I Need Marketing listeners a 10% discount on all new projects started this year. Mention the show when you contact us. Start growing your business today by giving us a call at 703-988-7189 or visit us online at ccsinnovations.com, ccsinnovations.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to I Think I Need Marketing. If you have a question or comment for host Bonnie Taylor, please send an email to bonnieradio at ithinkineed.com. That's bonnieradio at ithinkineed.com. Now back to I Think I Need Marketing. Welcome back to I Think I Need Marketing. I am Bonnie Taylor, and if you're just joining us, before we took our break, we were going through marketing tools and how to choose the right tool for your own marketing program. Joining me today is my special guest, Chris Schultenover from StratEdge 360. Welcome, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is an exciting topic. I'm looking forward to exploring your expertise and the world of picking marketing tools and listening to some of your experiences choosing the right tool for campaigns versus uh, a new startup or any kind of marketing situation. You've been in the trenches for a long time, um, including within agency work. How has that changed your perspective on marketing tools and choosing them, and how do you go about choosing those tools? Uh, Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I've been in large global, um, in a large global agency, uh, experiential and events agency, to having my own boutique um, brand experience agency, to going in house into to three companies, and now consulting um, through. Uh, my company called StratEdge 360. It's a brand, um, just strategic brand design agency. And uh, so all of these experiences, when you kind of bring them together collectively, have really truly offered me a, what I always say is a, a unique set of perspectives and filters from which to uh, look at um clients, um, their needs, their challenges, and then help them design um, the appropriate um, marketing campaigns um, or tools uh, that um, are relevant to them and will, basically what you're doing is providing the balance between business objectives and the design aesthetic um, that translates into the various different marketing assets. And some of those tools lend themselves much more easily. I, in the first segment of the show, I went through some of the basic tools and kind of gave the overview of what types are out there. And, of course, it's changed. I mean, we've gone from the days of yellow pages to today we can set up artificial intelligence. It's very much different uh, from how it used to be. And that has to – it really applies to what type of business you're working with, what type of client. Mm-hmm. How do you – where do you start when you're looking for a tool? Well, I have to say, I um, again, it gets back to: Are you dealing with a startup, small company, or a medium-sized company, or a large company? Mm-hmm. Uh, I really find that uh, the startups, the small companies, are really budget-driven. So you kind of design around what their budgets are, um, and then you're 
medium-sized companies, um, if they're more sales-focused and not that into brand creative and marketing, then again, you are really looking at probably um, creating, designing to, to, to budget. Um, but if you get in a situation with a medium to large company um, where you where they truly embrace brand creative and marketing, then you really get um, a great opportunity to put together um, a, a really great strategic plan or proposal um, that's backed by by metrics for measurement, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really, it really does vary on the t- type of client and where they're, the type of business and and what their focus and and drive is. And so I just really listen and pay attention, and and I go in based on and work accordingly based on um, who they are and what they need. For to help my my uh, my listeners, can you explain what you? Say when you say a small business versus a medium versus a, a large, where how are you breaking that out? Well, I mean, uh, uh, for me, uh, a small business is probably you know up to um, just before you hit um, you know uh, uh, five hundred thousand um, to six hundred thousand. Medium, mm-hmm. you start to get up into over you know or just surpassing a billion and then um large you know are these multi you know billion dollar corporations okay and you mentioned looking at the different budgets and and what they're trying to achieve as related to how much they can spend how much does the location or let's say the the geography of their their reach what they're trying to accomplish if let's say a difference between a national company versus a small local how much does that factor into the tri- types of tools that you pick well i mean it, it's so different because i think no matter what and here are the core things that i look at because the consumer is really savvy right and mm-hmm. and so they are really looking for you know, personalized content that really gives them a true understanding of, of um, who you are and what you offer and why that matters to them and why they should look and consider you versus company X, Y, or Z. So I always, no matter the client, um, one, get into their strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the corporate, the product, the te- technology strategy. You always mm-hmm. want to understand that. Then you get next second into um, consumer insights work. You really need to understand who your customer is, no matter what the size of your company is, whether it's a local reach, um, a national reach, or a, a, a global reach. Um, and so that requires some level of consumer insights, data, um, uh, reviews and uh, plus you want to know who your competitors are so you want to do a competitive analysis you've got trends work to do and then you align that with the brand um, so there's a lot of, of, of um, science you know strategic thinking um, that goes into this that gets that aligns through interpretation with the brand into your different marketing tools and and assets and again it's it depends on 
who your customer is and what their needs are and their behaviors. You know, most people are online, so you want to know where they go, why they go, um, when, when, and when they're there um, so that you can target them. It's really about um, looking at, um, like I said uh, uh, previously, uh, it's, it's looking at the, the business strategies and goals um, to really blend that with the brand um, and creative to determine um, what marketing t tools you're going to use, so media mix. And so, you know, for example, if you've got a, um, you're doing an outreach to new customers, you know, I've done campaigns that are based in email marketing uh, with video and then um, you got some digital marketing um, built in with it as well and then oftentimes I like to back it up um, with direct mail. Direct mail is still you know very very relevant um, especially when it in my opinion when it comes to to new customers and I think video is really important um, with the new customer because um, Customers are really, um, quite frankly, visual, mm -hmm. um, and there's a statistic out there that basically says 90% of information uh, transmitted to the brain is visual, and if you just think about that, um, you want to make sure um, that whether it's social media or video, that you have a very visual component that's reinforcing and, and, and supporting what it is that you do. So, you know, email marketing still also very, very relevant. I think direct marketing, depending on, you know, what you're trying to do in the audience, still very, very relevant. Um, of course, you know, digital marketing. But then there is, um, uh, marketing is, is, becoming more challenging as we had mentioned that the consumer was getting more savvy and they want more personalized content. And so really what I am pushing with clients now is content marketing mm -hmm. um, because you are really able to expand on the content, put a little more meat around the bone. So meaning uh, to um, your customers or business partners so you really connect with sort of the heart and soul. Um, and it has made, um, I think, um, with the work that I've done, it's, it's, it's made a huge difference, whether it's, it's blogs, whether it's influencer marketing, um, whether it's short and long form articles that are posted via news feeds. I mean, there's just a lot that you can do that expands your content. Plus, again, it's posted on your website. It draws traffic to your website, um, gives people more information. So helps them in their decision-making process. It also helps really drive SEO. And content, in terms of uh, how it's used today, it's kind of a catch-all term, and it can refer back to those videos that you mentioned. It can refer back to articles that you've written. It can be infographics that you put out in social media. Yeah. There's just so many things that fall under that content umbrella, and it's it really opened up the world to, when you think in those terms, that storyteller terms, it, it really does uh, make a difference and make it easier to kind of 
put things out. You've got already got things created. Might as well just share them all over the place. Exactly. Um, also, there's also the whole thought leadership component. So, you know, you have the ability to post white papers, mm-hmm. post presentations, if you've been on a panel, um, it's just, you know, sort of, of, of TED style. Um, it, it's, it's just, it, it's, yeah, it, it covers a lot. And when you're talking, going back to the video a little bit, uh, where do you see the videos playing the best? Are they informative? Are they educational? Are they more commercial based? How do you see them resonating best with your clients, or does it really just depend on the situation? Well, I think everybody needs on their website a video um, on their homepage that says um, who they are and what you know what they stand for and what they offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what makes them different, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and so there's a clear um, product offering and, and value proposition. Um, but I also think you know there's um, short form, you know, video that can be used um, in your social media that can be used to reinforce, you know, products. Um, let's say you're a travel company, right? Well, it can just be a, a, a quick um, uh, experience somebody had on a on a trip. Um, it's like an interview, exactly, or, or a testimonial. Um, and, I, and that's just another incredible way to use video right now is, is testimonials. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it. And there's some things that seem like old fashioned, but because they've, they've fallen out of favor, they're actually a little bit more effective. I mean, think about like print mail, for instance, and, sure. and how it's changed because there aren't, there's not that many people using it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, print mail is, is, is hard um, because there's a lot of, of, of toss into the circular bin, right? So we've really appreciated your time today. Unfortunately, we are up against the clock and have to wrap this up. So do you want to give everybody your social media or best, best way to reach you in case they have any questions? Yeah, I think the best way for people to reach me is on the StratEdge360 uh, website. Um, email me. Um, it's chris, C-H-R-I-S, at strategg360.com, and that's S-T-R-A-T-E-D-G-360.com. So edge without an E. All right. Great. Thank you so much. And if they have any questions, reach out. Otherwise, I really appreciate your being here today. It was great. Um, I appreciate you asking me to join and be a part of what you're doing. So thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode on choosing the right marketing tools for your business and the process through which those tools should be chosen includes more than just saying, I want to make a big splash and be in that magazine or put out that commercial. There's a science behind it. It's a matter of matching up your buyers and matching up your marketplace, knowing your competition and really understanding what it is that you're trying to achieve. If you have any questions, as always, you can email me at bonnieradio at ithinkineed.com. That's B-O-N-N-I-E radio at ithinkineed.com. Love to hear from you. On next week's episode, we're going to explore the world of communications and how that ties back to your marketing program. Should be a lot of fun. Hope you can make it. I am Bonnie Taylor, and you've been listening to I Think I Need Marketing. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to I Think I Need Marketing. Be sure to join Bonnie Taylor for another episode next Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week, think of what you could be doing differently in your marketing program. 